Hi, and welcome to Buy, Hold, Sells, This Week in Wall Street History. I'm your host, Todd Schoenberger. The date is Wednesday, March 13th, 1907, when the Dow Jones Industrial Average plummeted 8.3%, setting off signals that led to the panic of 1907. Easy credit, wild financial speculation, and constriction of money supply were the culprits that unleashed a panic leading to a four-year recession, which turned out a number of political proposals that ultimately led to establishing the Federal Reserve in 1913. The economic crisis began as a result of a drain on the money supply. The Russo-Japanese War of 1905 and the funds required for the rebuilding of San Francisco following the devastating earthquake and fire of the previous year were factors. There were also several railroad expansions that required increased capital. The banking system had overextended itself. And while speculation made the stock market soar to new heights, credit was severely strained and some banks and trust companies failed. When long-term bonds could not be sold, the constricting money supply plunged New York Stock Exchange prices into a sudden collapse March 13th. The Brooklyn Daily Eagle noted the day after the crash on March 14th, quote, For the past 24 hours, the White House and the Treasury Department have been bombarded by frantic telegraph, telephone, and mail appeals for the government to do something to check the tumbling of stocks on Wall Street and advert a threatening panic, end quote. At the time, there was no Federal Reserve Board either to keep excesses in check or to lend direction in the economy. As the months went on and the financial conditions continued to worsen, financier J.P. Morgan stepped up and looked to solve the problem himself. He personally worked to end the crisis after a run on New York's Knickerbocker Trust. Morgan obtained pledges of millions of dollars from New York bank presidents and financiers to loan the city of New York to keep the city from having to default on some short-term bonds. In an unusual move, Morgan also locked up a group of uncooperative New York Trust Company presidents overnight in the library of his home on East 36th Street until 5 o'clock in the morning of November 4th until they gave their support to raise funds. Here's a clip from Richard Silla, economics professor at NYU's Stern School of Business. We had what's called then what many have said was a, a one-man central bank. And the one-man central bank was John Pierpont Morgan, J.P. Morgan, J. Pierpont Morgan, as he's known. Uh, he liked to go by Pierpont. He happened to be uh, attending a convention of the Episcopal Church in Richmond, Virginia, uh, when he received a telegram in October 1907 from his partners in New York saying, Mr. Morgan, we have a real problem here. Maybe you should come home. A lot of other things happened, though, too. New York City in, at that time had trouble repaying a loan. It, owned, uh, it had to pay back a loan uh, that from uh, mostly held by European investors. And uh, they didn't have the money to do it. You know, it's an old story in New York City. They borrow too much and can't pay it back. So Morgan organized a bailout of the city uh, so that it could meet its obligations. And then the stock exchange, you know, while this panic is going on, takes a big tumble. And the head of the stock exchange says, we can't handle all this selling pressure. We, we want to shut it down. Morgan says, no. Don't shut it down. That'll send a bad message. And so in the first week of the crisis, Morgan arranges an injection of cash so the brokers can stay solvent and the stock exchange can remain open. By the end of that tumultuous year of 1907, Wall Street's Dow Jones Industrial Average closed at 58.75, down from 94.35 at the beginning of the year, losing nearly half its value. In addition, industrial production dropped further than any previous bank run 
1907 saw the second highest volume of bankruptcies to that date. Production fell by 11% and imports by 26%, while unemployment rose to 8% from under 3%. Immigration dropped to 750,000 people in 1909 from 1.2 million just two years earlier. We hope you enjoyed this episode of This Week in Wall Street History. Be sure to check out our other buy, hold, sell shows, including our newest feature about the business of sports gambling named Double Down on the Evergreen Podcast Network. For Crosscheck Media, I'm Todd Schoenberger. Take care. Buy, hold, sell, brought to you by Crosscheck Management. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about, and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so.